Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. Welcome in. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Amani Toomer joining me for the first hour. And then, of course, Mike Tannenbaum will join us for the final two hours of New York Game Day, getting you ready for Super Bowl 58. Amani, are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Absolutely. How are you doing, Anita? How's your week been? Oh, great. 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 I was up in Bristol uh, Mm -hmm. on Wednesday and Thursday. Always fun uh, getting up there and getting in studio. Um, different different energy, I'm sure, as you know, than being mm-hmm. in a home studio, that's for sure. So that was fun. Uh, it's been two weeks of talking about this game. I could talk about this game in my sleep. I've got mm-hmm. statistics in my head that mm-hmm. I just, um, you know, I've got, I've got, I, I know more st- statistics about this matchup than I can remember, uh, you know, my best friend's birthday uh, or their, fo- their phone number. So I am, I like, I am just, I am a walking encyclopedia. Not sure if folks out there, uh, millennials even know what an encyclopedia is um, for this game, Amani. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of uh, anal- analyst, anal- analytics going on about this yep. game, um, and it's exciting. It's a good, intriguing matchup. Um, seen the Super Bowl just not a couple, just not as r- recently as a couple years ago. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. Like. The teams, you know, you get the, the story behind this. The analytics, analytics is good, but the story behind the stories, you know, do the players and all this stuff, uh, all the stuff that went on for the last two weeks, it's all finally over. But um, there wasn't any, like, really intriguing things that happened over this, uh, this break between the, the championship games and the Super Bowl. Everything was pretty much standard. Um, nothing jumped out of the screen did anything jump off of you that is just kind of like something that you didn't know about somebody that you finally figured out uh well i i have a few i have a few things i'm going to share with you guys throughout the show one bill vinovich who's going to be the the referee i've got some interest interesting stats on him i've got a fun swifty taylor swift number 13 parlay i'm going to share with you Mm -hmm. um if you go back and you look at the Oz, the mentalist, did his tour around the NFL and had a stint with the Jets where Miko Hardman predicted the end of the Super Bowl. He is now a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to share that with you. So I've got some interesting nuggets mm-hmm. and interesting side storylines I'm going to share with you guys throughout the show. But, um, but didn't there uh, always used to be... You'd find out something about somebody, or you'd find out a story that you were just like, "Wow!" Give me an example. Give give me give me an example. Like, like my first Super Bowl, the whole thing was about Ray Lewis and his whole, um, you know, the scandal that he had. 
you know the the him being accused of of, of committing some some type of uh, you know, a stabbing. Yeah, we remember that. Yeah, but I mean that was like the thing <laughs> of the week, and then you know there's this always something, you know that something that that kind of takes off and becomes bigger. But I guess maybe it might so be. So I guess I guess the as sto- simple guess the- as Taylor Swift and her is she going to be coming to the game? Is she going to be? Well, of flying course she is. She a- allegedly she arrived like nine ten o'clock last night. She had a thirteen hour flight from Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So um. A few things. Number one, some of the storylines, and and we talked about it. I I think I shared this with you, right? Like I found it interesting that both teams stayed at the same compound Mm. about 15 miles away from the strip. Um, One stayed at the Hilton. The other one stayed at the Westin Mm -hmm. on opposite sides of a compound. A lake separated them. Mm Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs were at the West End. They were closer to the golf course. The 49ers oh, stayed that, at the... Was that Lake Las Vegas? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I know and then, that. And then, I know Lake yeah, Las Vegas. So, but they both... I thought that was interesting because, as you know, typically teams, they stay very far apart, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like these two teams stayed in close proximity. So, you know, if... Uh, you know, if there was a 49ers player that wanted to go play golf, like chances are they'd run into a Kansas City player. If there was a Kansas City player that wanted to go have uh, lunch or go shopping, they would have ran into a 49er player because the Hilton was close to that. Like, I thought that was kind of weird. Also, the 49ers had uh, an alarm go off at 5 a.m. And so they're blaming the Kansas City Chiefs on that and or or a, a Chiefs fan on that Mm -hmm. so they got one of those emergency you know had to had to leave the hotel i'm sure that's happened to you before um so they're ticked off about that and also they had to their practice they had to practice at unlv Mm -hmm. and apparently the practice facility in the field was not up up to par uh, so Kyle Come Shanahan, on. the 49ers were very, very upset about that. So the, oh. the neg, the negative stuff has come out on the 49ers side, but other mm-hmm. than that, really, um, nothing, nothing too, nothing too crazy. You're right. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, they, they they're mad because UNLV's facilities are bad. I mean, well, the field isn't week, up to like, snuff. So I don't on. know. I don't Come know. That, I mean, that's, but you're right. Like there's nothing, there's nothing outrageous that has been reported mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day here. And, and here's where I think the, the big storyline is Amani. And that mm-hmm. is, uh, this is a 49ers team that's favored by two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the world is on Kansas city to win. Many people feel Kansas city is the better team, right? Better coach, better quarterback, de- better defense, better special teams, more experience. This is Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl. He's four and at Allegiant field. The Kansas City Chiefs had a much more difficult schedule than the 49ers. And coming into this game, they're playing better football on both sides of the ball uh, than, than the 49ers. 49ers were the better regular season team, but not the better postseason team. So scratch your head. Why are the 49ers favored? Now, public public tickets, n- number of, of tickets that are on the Kansas City Chiefs is over 80%. 80% of the world believes that the Kansas City Chiefs are winning. However, mm-hmm. the the big heavy hitters, right? The dudes who wager, like, I want to say, I, I just, uh, somebody just sent me, like, Drake has put, um, hold on, I want to make sure that I get this number right. Hold on. Drake put um, $1.15 million, but he put $1.5 million on the Kansas City Chiefs to win. So... Um, but you know, heavy hitters that are betting, you know, a million dollars plus have their money more so on the 49ers. 
Are you so? Let me ask you this: Are you surprised that the 49ers are favored here, Amani? I am surprised the 49ers are favored. I just don't think that they're. If you really look at these games and dissect them, you're going to look at a 49ers team that's playing above average football, and you're looking at a Kansas City Chief team that is just tough to beat. No mistakes, very few turnovers. Um, they're just playing a brand of football that translates over into wins. I always say it's like the Patriots and how they they made you beat them. If you made one mistake, they would take advantage of it. And and then they would never let they'd just be boxing you out for the rest of the game. Just purely on tactics. And I don't think the Niners have that history in, in tactics. I don't think the Niners uh coaching staff is going is up to snuff going against Andy Reid, who's been there many times over many gener- over many iterations of their team and has you know taken you know Andy Reid and his staff what they've done with the Eagles over the period of time that they were there that 14 years that he was with the Philadelphia Eagles I think he just knows more about football I think he just understands how to win these big games because they take on an animal of themselves because things in regular season games that are important uh, that aren't important are very important in big games like Field position is very important. Trying to go for it on fourth down every time, uh, regardless of the situation, is a big deal when you're playing against the best of the best. And it's a different game. You can't go in with a simple game plan. And I'm betting that – I'm not betting, but I'm figuratively betting in my mind that I'm going to trust Steve Spagnuolo against Brock Purdy Mm -hmm. as opposed to who am I going to trust – the defense coordinator for the Niners against uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is yet to be stopped by anybody in a big game. So the Kansas City defense uh, opponents were scoring touchdowns uh, in the second half at 14% during the regular season. That now has dropped down to only 7% in the postseason. The 49ers in the regular season were allowing um, only 30 yards per drive and Folks were scoring, were just getting into the red zone at 25% rate. In the postseason, they're allowing 40 yards per drive, and opponents are getting into their red zone 50% of the time. For the 49ers defense, during the regular season, um, teams were having to three and punt 22% of the time. Mm-hmm. Now in the postseason, only 10% of the time. So again, and we've heard this, oh, you want to peak. You want your best football to be played as you get closer to the postseason. And sure enough, that's what's happening for the Kansas City Chiefs, not for the 49ers. So uh, it sounds like you and I are both on the same side. Uh, I like the Kansas City Chiefs here. Again, if you get them at two, sports books are, are all over the place. ESPN Bet has it at one and a half. So if you're on the 49ers, uh, get the 49ers at one and a half. If you're on the Kansas City Chiefs, go to a sports book, get it at two. I'm also going to play Kansas City on the money line. I, I think they're going to win outright. And here's another thing, Amani. I'm going to play the Kansas City alternate way, alternate uh, spread. I've got Kansas City minus six and a half. I think Kansas City is going to win by more than a touchdown. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take Kansas City minus six and a half, and you could get that at plus 225. So what does that mean? It means for every $100 you put down, you win back two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, just a, a variety, a variety of ways that I'm going to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Amani likes the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Again, uh, Mike Tannenbaum is going to join us at nine o'clock, so uh, we'll get his take, who he likes, 
Uh, we're with you until 11 a.m. We're going to talk the total. Do we like the over-under? I've got a ton of prop bets that I'm going to prop up for both Amani and Mike Tannenbaum to see what side they are on. Also, how excited are you for the halftime show, Amani, with Usher performing? Look, I'm an Usher fan, but I don't think I'm the demographic for Usher. I think he's. What do you uh, mean? We fed- are. We are the dem- We are the demographic for Usher. What do you mean? We grew up listening to Usher. I was already old when Usher came out, so you were not. <laughs> yeah, I was. You were not. I think we're the same age, Boo. How old Usher are you? Usher came out when in like. How old are you, Amani? The two thousands. How old are you? I'm I'm, I'm forty nine. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so I remember, I remember going to a Janet Jackson "Moth to the Moth to a Flame" yeah. con- concert, and Usher opened up for her, and I had no idea who he was, uh, and put on a show, and I was like, "Ooh, this this dude's good." Oh, so you're the first about time like, I ever saw Usher, he opened up for Janet Jackson "Moth in, to a Flame." That that in the nineties, that concert, yep. And, and, and so again, I want yeah, like, he sings all these like love songs and stuff, you know? Okay. What's wrong with that? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like some people, I mean, I like his song. I couldn't listen to a whole Usher album. Like I just, I just want to have mm. to turn it off after a minute. Okay. Um, so last night, somebody told me that it's, it's reported Ludacris is, is going to perform with him. Also, I believe that Justin Bieber is going to perform with Usher. And if you don't know the history there, um, Justin Bieber and his father used to stalk Usher. And Usher was walking out of some, he was in some parking lot in okay. Atlanta. Yeah. And, and Justin Bieber started singing for him. Yeah. And Usher was like, okay. All right, and Bieber was like, like had not even gone through puberty yet, yeah. and Usher was like, okay, I think you got something there. Here's my phone number. Here's my information. Uh, contact me. We'll get you in studio. Really? So, so Bieber owes his career, his start of his career to Usher. So there's some talk and speculation that Bieber is going to perform with Usher as well. Oh, I heard Alicia Keys is going to be on there too. Ooh, is that okay. a is that a rumor that I that I heard? I think there's the a there's a lot of ru- there's listen there's a rumor out there that that you know Taylor Swift is going to come up. I don't I don't think oh, that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I think but I'm hearing ludicrous. I'm hearing ludicrous. It's going to be something um, that you won't expect. So it's definitely going to be Taylor. Why would the NFL right who has been going after the um, young Swifty generation for years? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they get something that is better than they could ever believe. I think what is it, eight hundred million, three hundred million, three hundred million dollars worth of advertising to this uh, demographic? They would be idiotic if they're not going to bring Taylor Swift out during the halftime show. Like that yeah, would just she, not make sense to me. Yeah, but she's got, she has to want to do it. She just arrived from Tokyo late last night. I think her flight got in at like eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. I, does she want to steal the spotlight from her boyfriend? I, you know, you, you got to consider all these things. She's very, Amani. very media savvy. And this would be like the savagest media move mm. that could possibly be if Taylor Swift decided, I want to get on there and just sing a, like a couple bars of her song. Just think of the audience that she she already has a huge audience. But think f- for her. Mm-hmm. Are football fans in general, guys my age, are they Swifties? No. But if they get a chance to see her in person, do her thing, I mean, it's it would be huge for not only NFL, but for her as well. It's just too much of a 
it's too big of an opportunity for somebody like Taylor Swift not to try and take advantage of it. I mean, the whole well, the, the fact that we know that she's flying, that she just landed in Las Vegas, should tell you that she's in town. But it was like a little bit of a like, is she coming? Is she not coming? And then oh, she's for sure coming. Her I know, but then but but then even um, Travis Kelsey was like, I don't know if she's gonna make it this whole week. About you know, I don't know, Please. I can't tell. You know, that was that's planned. That's got to be planned. If it isn't, it's just too much, too much coincidence. It's got to be planned. Anyway, um, so our producers, uh, Tom and Harvey, are going to be playing Usher songs coming okay. into break. Pay attention. They're going to share with us what the title is to each song. Because at the end of the show, you, me, and Mike, uh, we're going to decide which we think Usher is going to open up his show with. So... That's another thing uh, that we're going to share. We're going to feed the people. So let's pay attention to the songs uh, coming in and out of break. 800-919-3776, the phone number. That's how you get on board. Uh, we get at, we get back. We'll take your calls. We'll do an even deeper dive into this matchup with Amani Toomer. We've got Rob Guerrero, who's going to be joining us uh, at 830. He covers the 49ers. He's part of the 49ers broadcast team. So we'll talk to him. And we'll have Amani's keys to the 49ers uh what the 49ers need to do in order to win the Super Bowl. We'll have all that this hour on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, back to New York game day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Obviously, the name of the song is Yeah. You could wager this is plus 350, Amani, that this will be the first song. I like it a lot. I think I think this one is the one because you got when you start a Super Bowl show, you got to grab yeah, them with yeah. something. You got to grab them with something right off the bat that everybody knows that everybody can just like, oh, yeah, this is what it's all about to get that. The juice is flowing to get the mm-hmm. hips shaking, to get the shoulders rocking. And there's no better song than this when you're trying to just kind of like get the party started. That's just that's gonna be it. I'm telling you right now. Okay, listen, this is the first song we this is the first song we've played. But I was thinking about this song when you when you tease that out of the into the break. That's my song that I thought it was gonna be. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah is plus three fifty. We've got Mm -hmm. more songs we're gonna play for you throughout the show. And, um, and you know, we'll make a decision at the end of the show. But as of right now, and Amani is free to change his opinion all the way up until 11 o'clock, 
But mm-hmm. right now, Amani is saying, yeah, he feels is going to be the first song that Usher is going to play. Okay, um, so uh, Amani, I said this before, game script, that, in regards to how and why and, and all, the, all the ways that I'm going to be wagering and gambling on this game, I just think game script, I think both these teams are going to run the football. I'm expecting a big game from Pacheco, a big game from Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think because both these defenses, that's how you attack them, is in the rushing game. So I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm on the under here, by the way, at 47 and a half. It was at 48, 48 and a half. I'm on the under here at 47 and a half because I think Kansas City is going to put together these methodical, matriculated uh, you know, series down the field where they're going to be eating up six, seven, eight, nine minutes, and they're going to be running the football a lot. And I think, I think the 49ers are going to try to do the same. So with that being said, quickly, because we've got to take a break, we've got a guest who's joining us. Yes. Game script, how do you envision this game playing out of money? I envision um, both teams know they need to run the football. Uh, and I think that that'll kind of even itself out. I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to can the San Francisco wide receivers um, get open and uh, can they create after they run, after they get the ball in their hands? Like, I think the the Niners are going to find creative ways to open up Christian McCaffrey uh, by throwing these quick screens and whatnot to Ayuk and to... Debo Samuels and George Kittle just trying to get in really creative ways to get people thinking. But I feel like Brock Purdy is going to have a master class in how to big game hunt by Steve Spagnuolo. So uh, I think I think it's going to come down to at the end of the day, and I hate to be cliche, but it's going to mm. be who performs better, Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take it. That's why. I'm yeah, I've I've got I've got a pretty I've got a pretty interception at minus one ten. I've got a pretty throwing two interceptions, um, at two eighty five. Oh, he's gonna uh, be confused I, today. I'm telling yeah, you that. I, I mean, I we played so. against Tom Brady and Steve Spagnuolo confused Tom Brady. What is he gonna do to Brock Purdy? He confused. He confused, he confused, he confused Lamar, Lamar Jackson last week. last week. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, so he he, uh, conf- he is a master at. Mm-hmm trying to not a lot like the pre-snap read you might as well forget it because one uh, two steps into his drop is if his eyes aren't up the field looking at the safeties checking out where the the blitz is coming from realize he's going to have to be able to his the biggest thing that he's going to do today Brock Purdy is 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 he going to be able to call the correct protections everybody watch during the game if there is a uh, it's called an overload blitz or like or a uh, or a hill finger because everybody does it when they bring somebody from one side, and then you're going to have a lineman drop out into coverage, and you're going to see a lineman with no work to do because he's they if they if Purdy doesn't anticipate where the pressure is coming because what makes defensive coordinators and offense coordinators defense coordinators happy and offense coordinators um, you know. Uh, you know, lose sleep is if they see one of their offensive linemen that they pay a lot of money just sitting around looking for work when the other side is being overloaded because the numbers work that in that direction. That's what defensive coordinators try to do consistently, and that's how you break down a, a pass coverage. You don't have to always bring more than they do. You have to overload one side more than they can anticipate. 
So it'll look like it'll be coming from one direction. They'll slide the protection to the to that side, and the weakness will be the numbers weakness will be on the back side, and that's where Steve Spagnuolo usually attacks. So that's what you should everybody should be looking for in today's game. Is there going to be instances where they're bringing five, but the Niners think they're bringing? They're, they it's not that they're bringing five. It's which side and where are they coming from? Uh, sometimes they'll bring a corner blitz, but if you if you to even out the numbers, they'll drop out alignment on the other side. So they're still technically only bringing five, but where the are they five coming are from? coming from a direction exactly. that they're not expecting. Rob Guerrera, uh, who covers the 49ers, is going to be joining us next. Uh, we'll take you out to Vegas and get that update from him. We'll pose these questions to him. How is Brock Purdy going to counter what Steve Spagnolo is going to bring to the equation? We'll do that next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. So this is good, good. Never, this never. 28 to 1. 28 to 1 that he opens up with this. Not for me. Not for me. This is not going to be it. This isn't how you open up the Super Bowl. No. This isn't it. You are, you, people are going to be excited to see you. You can't have them, like, swinging back and forth with the light. No, I guess they won't be able to have lighters in there, but... You know, with their cell phones up, swinging back and forth. That's not going to be the. It's going to be a. It's going to be up tempo. Like, it's going to be like wow, a rush. Wow, you just showed your age with the lighter reference. Yeah, I know. That's um, why I, I quickly tr- <laughs> uh, transitioned to cell phone. Yep, yep. So good, good. Twenty-eight to one, but no, we're not on that right no. now. Uh, we're feeling yeah at plus three fifty. Yeah. Without further ado. Uh, Robert Guerrera is joining us. Uh, you can find him on 95.7 The Game out there in San Francisco, also a part of the Gold Standard Network covering the 49ers. Rob, great to have you on our pregame show here uh, in the New York tri-state area. How are you? How are you? Good morning. I got you. All right, Rob. Oh, f- fantastic. Rob, thank you so much for making some time with us this morning. Really, really do appreciate it. Um, you know, first things first, Amani Toomer and I uh, were talking about how Brock Purdy, second year in the NFL, right? How he's going to be able to counter what Steve Spagnolo is going to bring to the table. One of the best off defensive minded uh, defensive coordinators in the NFL. Uh, so kind of share with us how you think Brock Purdy is going to fare later on tonight against that Kansas City defense. I think what we might see is we might see the offense start out a little slow. I think it might take the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan a little time to crack the code. And I think eventually Kyle will. I think that's what happened with Detroit last in the NFC Championship game. 
The one thing about that game that gives me, you know, a good feeling about tonight is if Brock Purdy drops back to pass and he's not quite sure what he's seeing or the picture's a little muddy, maybe he takes off with his legs and uses his legs a little more like we saw in the NFC Championship game until he can kind of figure out what's going on, use that as sort of your get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, if I'm if I'm this Kansas City Chiefs and I see Brock Purdy running, I think that's a win. Um, I just feel like you know Brock Purdy is a man of many talents. I, I, I really enjoyed him at the at the combines back when he was uh, still a prospect. I thought he was one of the most attentive rookies out there, and he was really asking a lot of questions and seemed like the like a, like a really good guy, easy to talk to. Um, and I, I just feel like. You know, being in a Super Bowl in his first Super Bowl, I remember my first Super Bowl, it was just, it was such a whirlwind. And learning how to stay focused is, is a very big task. What do you think that it's going to take for him to like settle down? Because if you play against these Kansas City Chiefs team, right, you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, are you going to be able to start slow and keep up with what the Kansas City Chiefs can do? It's a fair question, um, but being in Vegas all week and being around Brock at the mm-hmm. media session, he really doesn't look phased by any of this. I was really surprised at how he, he doesn't really seem kind of like starstruck. Mm-hmm. John Lynch told a great story about the first time John Lynch ever met Brock Purdy's dad. John Lynch said, hey, you know, I think we played against each other in college on the baseball team. And Brock Purdy's dad looked right at John Lynch and said, yeah, I know. I beat you three to two. Brock has that same kind of confidence. Like, he, he has that same yeah. swagger or whatever you want to call it. I don't yeah. think he's looking at it like, oh, I have to go beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Okay. I think he looks at it as, they have to beat me. Mm. Interesting. 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 Um, you know, I, I read a story the other day that um, the owner, CEO of, of the 49ers, said that him and Lynch had to convince Kyle Shanahan to make the trade to go after Christian McCaffrey. Now, folks might not be aware of this, but uh, Christian McCaffrey's dad played for uh, Kyle Shanahan's father. Kyle used to babysit Christian McCaffrey. Uh, The families go way back. They're very tight. Does that surprise you at all that the the ownership group and the general manager had to convince Kyle to go after C-Mac? No, it doesn't surprise me because Kyle is very much a big-picture guy, and he looked at it like I think a lot of people did at the time, which was, wait, you want to give up a second, a third, and a fourth rounder for a running back? Um, And I think that was more his worry. It wasn't specifically about McCaffrey as a player, just kind of in general with a running back position and, and how banged up McCaffrey had been to that point in the past few years. I think it was more about that specifically because you're right. He loves the McCaffreys. He talked at opening night about how much he loves the family and the history that they have there. Uh, so I don't know that it was about Christian specifically. I think it was more just a running back. But thank God John Lynch did because Christian McCaffrey, I think, is the most important player in mm-hmm. Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Yeah, uh, and 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 just and just a you know follow up question to that is, uh, Amani and I have been sitting here talking game script. I think the game script for both these teams is run the football. Pacheco run the football against the 49ers, who, by the way, their rush defense did not get better after the Chase Young trade, which I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that, um, giving up 5.3 yards per carry, especially through the interior of their line. And, and so I'm expecting a heavy dose of both C-Mac and Pacheco to, tonight. Are you? 
Yes, absolutely. I, I've said that I think if you want to slow down Patrick Mahomes, slow down Isaiah Pacheco. Because I think Pacheco helps keep the Chiefs ahead of the chains, and he helps keep putting Patrick Mahomes in advantageous down and distance situations. Because it's not the same Chiefs offense that we've seen. It's not the Chiefs offense from 2019. They are an average offense. They were 15th in points per game this year. That's almost the definition of average in the NFL. But when Pacheco is churning out the yards, he makes life so much easier for Mahomes. And it's the same thing for the 49ers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, if he's gaining yards, now you, you're in down, short down and distance situations with Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and everybody else on that offense. Kyle Shanahan can really open things up. So I think both running backs are very important tonight. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And But one of the things about what uh, running the football does is it opens up the play-action game. And once you get the play-action game, that really opens up Kittle. It opens up um, Travis Kelsey. So those play-action, I think that's one of the reasons why it really makes sense for both of these teams to try and establish the run because you want one of those linebackers seeing the, the, the run action and, and reacting. But if they don't feel like – if they feel like their front line has it – and they don't really have to, you know, scr- uh, scrape or, or commit to it and can stay holding, reading their keys a little bit longer. That's, that's a, a great point. Uh, but when you're looking at this uh, San Francisco 49er team, and like Anita said, they've been giving up so many yards on the ground. Uh, are, are you guys whistling in the graveyard a little bit? Are you guys like knowing that, you know, Isaiah Pacheco could absolutely destroy this game if the Niners rushing game doesn't do... Uh, I mean, if they play like they did against Detroit, it, it might be a very, very quick night for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I don't really understand why, because I'm old enough to remember Week 5 against the Cowboys or the Eagles <laughs> game or Week 9 against the Jags when the defense was smothering people. So it's not like they don't have the talent or the, the potential to do this. It's not hypothetical. We've mm-hmm. seen it on the field. But you're right, for some reason – I don't know what the reason is. I think maybe the injury to Cleveland Farrell is yep. the factor. Um, yep. But their their running defense just had not been good enough. They, they've been getting gashed. They've been getting shoved around. They always talk about earning the right to rush the passer. Well, they haven't been doing that because they've been getting killed on the ground, and it's opened up things for, for the offenses. So I hope that Steve Wilkes has something in his pocket because I think he's going to need it. Rob Guerrero joining us here on 90.7 ESPN. Uh, does a great job covering the 49ers there in the Bay Area. Um, this is a, this is, this is a personal question because I'm trying to win some money today with all my prop bets. It doesn't seem like Ayuk and Purdy have been on the same page in the, in the postseason. This is a Kansas City Chiefs team that plays a ton of man coverage, and George Kittle is one of the best tight ends against man coverage. So I'm putting more weight and more value on George Kittle tonight than I am on Ayuk. Wise of me or not wise of me? I think it's wise of you. Um, I think that Kyle, I don't know necessarily that it's not IU Purdy being on the same page. I think Kyle is just like, well, 23 and 19 are my special playmakers. They are the guys that even if the defense does everything right, can break three tackles and run for a 50-yard touchdown. So I'm going to lean on them as much as possible because those are my special, special guys. Not to say IU is not great, not to say the Kittle is not great, but I just think that, they go to Ayuk in critical situations, but the volume is going to go to the other guys. Uh, and I think Kittle will get some of that, too. And Kittle's one of those guys who, in the offense, is a little sluggish. He gets a big catch. He kind of jump-starts them a little bit. There's an emotional 
sort of momentum-building aspect to George Kittle when he catches passes. Uh, we saw it last year in the playoff game against the Cowboys. He, he can kind of jumpstart things for this offense. How much does the loss to them a couple years back in the Super Bowl, how much does that play a role in the mental, um, yeah, mentally? I know there's a, probably a lot of the team has turned over uh, sufficient, I mean, uh, quite a bit, but do you think that that's going to play a role, the fact that they're kind of rev- play, trying to get revenge on the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you think that that's something that they're thinking about even a little bit? I think it is. I mean, George Kittle's been reminded all week about his quote from the sideline last year when they were losing where he says, I will be back here with a vengeance. Um, I think it matters. Look, not only are they playing the same team, they're in the same jersey. Like, everything about this is the same. I, I don't think you can, you can overstate it, frankly. You know, everyone talks about the Chiefs and this dynasty that they potentially have, and that's fair. But, Imani, you can talk to the hunger that a team has when they haven't won that first championship yet i think that that is something that it's very difficult to replicate you know they haven't gotten there they know this is their opportunity this is old hat for the chiefs they go to the damn super bowl every year (laughs) so i think it is a thing for the 49ers and hopefully it works to their advantage that's funny because i I grew up a 49er fan and we used to go i say we because i speak a little french we used to go to the championships every year, and we didn't think anything of it. You're you're 100 percent right. But the funny thing about it is, once you win a Super Bowl, you kind of just it kind of just rolls off. You're like, oh, I know what to do. I've no, I've been here. I've done that. Uh, but losing a Super Bowl is devastating. Devastating losing a Super Bowl, and um, you know, having gone through that situation of losing my the first Super Bowl, I, I had an opportunity to play. And then going into the second Super Bowl, it was definitely I was definitely more focused the second time. Absolutely, our team was way more focused. But yeah, there is a mental edge. Uh, interesting. I can't wait to see emotionally how when things go wrong for the San Francisco 49ers, because inevitably in a Super Bowl there's going to be ebb and flows of emotion. How are they going to handle that emotion? Of are they going to go into that situation where they're thinking, "Oh, here we go again. Here's those Chiefs again. Here's Mahomes again." Or are they going to be like, nah, it's still not going to happen? It's a fair question. I think maybe some of them will. I think that's natural. But I almost like that Brock Purdy wasn't a part of that. It's mm-hmm. not here we go again for him because mm-hmm. he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And he actually told a story this week about when he's in the huddle, sometimes he does like impressions and jokes around to try and keep everybody loose and keep everybody relaxed, which I think is incredible for a 24-year-old quarterback to, to have that level of – leadership i guess or maturity about him but i don't know that brock is going to have that same feeling because he's not one of the eight guys that were there Mm. in super bowl 54 Mm. uh before we let you go rob uh a few things number one fire alarm going off really early yep bulletin board material possibly do they really think that a kansas city chiefs did it or a kansas city chief fan number two 49ers not happy with the field at unlv that's been reported um so curious, get your thoughts, how those two things you feel has affected this team uh, this week. And last but not le- least, uh, your, 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 your prediction for the final score. I think it goes to the 49ers having this feeling of like, you know, us against the world kind of a thing, right? They're pulling fire alarms. The league was supposed to have the practice field installed in December. They didn't start installing it until a week ago, which is absolutely ridiculous. Oh. The 49ers were furious about that from what I've been told that they even threatened to do opening night in Vegas and then fly back to the Bay Area and practice in the Bay Area all week and then come back for the game. That's how upset they were. 
letting it go to this mentality of us against the world. Um, adds to a final score prediction. I don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring game. I really don't. I think both defenses are going to be okay. Uh, I'm going to take 49ers 24-17 maybe at, at most. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I do think the 49ers are going to win. I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but I saw Patrick Mahomes get shut out in the second half last week against the Ravens, which everybody seems to forget. So I'm going to take 49ers 24-17, and uh, hopefully it's a good night. Rob, thank you so much for spending some time with us this early in the morning. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the game later on tonight. Thanks for having me. You got it. 24-17. See, I I like the under. I'm not on his side. I'm not on the 49ers (laughs) side, but I do like the under. We get back. We'll find Amani's keys to the game uh, for the 49ers. What the 49ers need to do to win. I also want to remind you, it's pond hockey season on Long Island. ESPN New York wants you to be a part of the action. Head to ESPNNewYork.com or the ESPN New York app for your chance to win a 60-minute time slot at the outdoor uh, synthetic rink in the park at UBS Arena. Just scroll down to contest, submit your entry, join the New York Islanders uh, for some fun in February. Take advantage of the special ticket pricing, upcoming home games at the UBS Arena, and be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today at newyorkislanders.com slash February. Again, Amani's keys to the game next here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. So this is Superstar. This is 28 to 1. I say big no. I agree. No, absolutely no. Nobody's big gonna, no. Nobody's going to want to want to... I mean, this is... You got to understand, man. You got to get this party started. You got to get the humpy jumpy going. Can't just sit so back and so, play these so love songs, man. We're that's both not, in agreement. That's not the right as, thing. as of right, right now, we're both on yeah at plus three twenty. Uh, it is now time for Amani's keys to victory, brought to you by Infinity.com. Get ready for Amani's keys to victory. We're talking Amani's keys to victory for the 49ers. Not that either of us believe the 49ers are going to win, but if they do, Amani, how do they get it done? They get it done by running. The football, I think I kind of gave up the gate a little bit because what you do (laughs) when you run the football is not only are you um, not only are you actually changing the way the defensive coordinator is going to call the game because you can't stop. If you can't stop the run, you can't stop anything. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is you're opening up the 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 play action pass game. Brock Purdy is going to struggle today. Not because he uh, is a bad quarterback, because he's up against one of the best play callers in, I'll say, a big game hunter in Steve Spagnolo. He is, in big games, he has an uncanny ability to put quarterbacks in a disadvantage and to make them look average. This is a 24-year-old quarterback who hasn't played a lot of football, hasn't seen a lot of fronts, and I think Steve Spagnolo is going to pull out all the stops it's going to be a very uh, interesting uh, matchup. And the, and the reason why they have to run the football with Christian McCaffrey is, you know, it's going to open up the run pass game. But also, um, you're going to, like, the way you, you have to be good against the, you're going to have to find a way to make sure that everybody's blocked up front so then you can do your job as a quarterback in the pocket. And I think that's one of the things that he's really special at. 
just going to be a tough game for Brock Purdy. We're going to see how good Brock Purdy really is today. And I think running the football and Brock Purdy being able to diagnose what Steve Spagnuolo has to offer is going to be a big thing. And also, one of the things that the Kansas City Chiefs do very, very well is they tackle in the secondary. And one of the things that the San Francisco 49ers offense relies upon I don't think they have a real route runner in any of them. I think Ayuk is probably the best route runner, maybe George Kittle. But what they really rely on, not is, is not on the separation, but once they get the ball in their hands, you got Debo Samuel, who's effectively a running back in this open field. Kittle is another guy who's very hard to bring down. But one thing that the Kansas City Chiefs do very well on defense is tackle the football, and they reduce the yards after the catch. So... All that being said, I think it's going to be a tall order for the 49ers to overcome all those things. First of all, they're going to, it's going to be hard for them to run against Kansas City Chiefs fronts. We saw how hard it was for the leading rushing team, the Baltimore Ravens, to get an effective running game against these guys. And I think the Ravens run the football a little bit better than the San Francisco 49ers in direct comparison from week to week. Then I think the, they're going to tackle the football better than the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and uh, because that's what the San Francisco 49ers secondary is, uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, wide receiving core is really known for. It isn't them route running. It isn't them catching of the football. It's them. Once they get the ball in their hands, they are special. And then is Brock Purdy going to be able to diagnose what Steve Spagnuolo? Those are my three major um, uh, keys that I want to see answered and if the if the 49ers can't answer one of these one of the three they're going to absolutely lose today that's a money's keys to victory brought to you by infinity.com discover more about the luxury and performance of an infinity qx60 crossover at infinityusa.com or visit your local infinity dealer today we get back mike tannebaum joins the program we'll get his thoughts on the big game uh we'll talk over under as well i've got a nugget in regard to the officiating and how i think that's going to affect the over-under as well. We'll hear from Jordan Renan. The Giants finally got their defensive coordinator. We'll get the latest from Jordan with a Giants update. Uh, and um, and also we'll hear from Rich Samini that hour as well. Uh, you've got Woody Johnson uh, putting Robert Sala and Joe D on on notice. Uh, comments that he has made while he was out while he was out there in Vegas. So we'll get the latest from Rich Samini as well with a Giants and Jets update coming your way in the next hour. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets.